Jay, thank you so much, man, for, for hopping on and, and talking to us here. Uh, congratulations on one, having your rookie year last year. You had a, you had a pretty strong showing at the games last year, the, the stage one. And uh, now semifinals right around the corner. What were three days out of Torian Pro? Yeah. Yeah. Three days out. Exciting. And you're the, you're the number one ranked seed going into, into that competition, huh? Yes. Yeah. Is that, I mean, you've had, you've had a, a pretty, for a guy who's only 22, you've had a pretty long career in this space already. I mean, you were competing as a teenager. You had a couple games appearances on teams. You've got, you've got quite a few years under your belt. Like, is that something that you've been working towards just kind of climbing the Australian mountain, climbing the Oceania mountain? Yeah. I mean, like it wasn't um, something that we really planned out to do, but yeah, looking back on it now, it's definitely, definitely helped me to where I am now. Um, yeah. Just sort of like the, the slow progressions and yeah, it, it definitely all helped. The, the last two years, the two years that you've been doing the best in CrossFit have been probably the two years with the most upheaval in terms of how things are structured and how the competition goes and what the athletes can expect, much less how the events are run. I mean, did you, do you kind of miss having the structure of something like regionals where it was very well communicated and expected and controlled? Or are you one of those athletes that just like thrives under this type of chaos? You're like, you know what, bring it. Let's, let's do this. Let's see what happens. (laughs) Um, yeah, a bit of both, but I did definitely miss the structure of regionals, like, um, especially like down in Australia, the regionals was always a massive event. Um, always the, uh, the stadiums were always like packed. Um, and then yeah, comparing it to how sanctionals was, it, it wasn't the same feel at all. Um, so yeah, definitely happy that there's like a more of a structure back now. And uh, sort of, yeah, like you said, the last two years where it's been that bit of chaos where I've been sort of starting to get my name out there and stuff like that, I sort of missed out on all that, I guess, exposure and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, super excited to see what this weekend's going to be like. You competed uh, last year. You earned your spot to the Games by winning ACC, right? The Australian CrossFit Championship. Was yes, that correct. was that the first time or or that you had competed against that set of those elite men to to have a spot to the games or had you actually individually competed against all those guys before? No, not not um, individually before. Um, like not the names of like James and Baden and all all those top boys. Um, I competed at the Down Under CrossFit Championships in. 2019 which was sort of the start of regionals I mean the sort of the start of sanctionals and um that was my yeah first individual and I finished third there but um it wasn't as stacked like I think Hepner came out and Matt McLeod won it um yeah so yeah ACC was definitely the most sort of stacked field that I had so that was really cool is there uh I, I was looking through the the Torian the touring events here and there's kind of like a, a very cool vibe that I think that's really specific to Torian. They've done such a great job over the past few years, making their event very unique to what they do. And I like the types of programming and, and events they're putting out. Is there something in there that you're looking at and you're like, I'm going to crush 
every single person at this at this <laughs> workout um uh, not so much to be honest like i've sort of you know gone gone into it i'm just sort of keen to just take it event by event but yeah i haven't haven't really seen one where i'm like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna really push it here but my favorite one so far would have to be the handstand walk rope climb lunch that's that's gonna be fun um yeah but yeah i think i think i'm just gonna be there like on most of the events the uh the scene, so I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. I, I don't have a very good grasp of the geography of Australia, but the scene yep. in Australia in terms of the elite competitors is really top notch. I mean, uh, the, both, sides of the, both sides of the field are stacked, but the men's side has, has like some real legends in there. You know, do you get to interact with these athletes on a regular basis? Like, do you see and train with any of these guys, you know, James, Khan, Brandon, Bade, like, do you get to see them on a regular basis or what? Um, no, not on a regular basis, like the names that you just listed then. Um, I'm sort of, yeah, always interacting with some of them on social media and stuff like that. So we're definitely all, all like mates. Um, but yeah, I'm really good mates with Zeke Grove. Like I see him a bit, but he, he lives in um, Queensland. I'm in Melbourne. So yeah, he, like whenever we're traveling and stuff, we'll always, always catch up. But um, yeah, no, I'm just sort of, yeah, I'm sort of one of the only guys like sort of that's at that top at the moment that's in Melbourne. So yeah, I don't, I don't, don't train with any of them really. But you do have, you do, if, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but Rob Forte is your co- coach currently, right? Yes. Yeah. That's so right. Rob yeah. has been, Rob's been in the space forever. I mean, I remember watching Rob like 10 years ago, compete at the CrossFit games, basically. So you have yep. this, like this veteran who I'm assuming has been there since the beginning that you've been, you've been training. Yes. Yeah. Since I was 17, I've been with Rob. So, um, yeah, I suppose I forget, I forget that he's still one of those top guys that's down here. But I just look, yeah, he's my coach now, so I don't look at him as my competitor. But um, yeah, no, nah, super lucky to have him. I mean, he could have, if my if my math is here right, I mean, he was in like the top 10 in the Open. Uh, yeah. He, he, he could have made it, right? Yeah, uh, definitely. So, he, yeah, he's no slouch. He's no slouch, so it's good to have him. No. Now, huh? Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, the, the, the team aspect, I want to talk a little bit about your, your history here competing in a team aspect. Uh, you went to the games twice with, uh, the same team with Rob's affiliates team. Um, and you guys placed 10th, right? The second time you went out there. Yes. Yeah, we did. So what was, what was that like competing and sort of like, uh, cutting your teeth on the team side of the competition yeah that was really good like the the first time that I went over it was still when it was the team of six um and that was yeah just with all mates from our gym um and that was a really fun year just sort of to like break the ice and sort of see the scene of what the games was as a competitor and um yeah then the year after I actually like the plan the plan was to go individual and I qualified for regionals um I finished 29th and um yeah that was the year that Rob's just like oh you know we got like some good good athletes at the gym now like we can we can put up a good team and I was like bang I'm in like 
this guy's gone individually to the games, you know, like seven years prior to, to this, this moment. And I was like, it's like too good of an opportunity to miss out on. So yeah, that was a, that was a big year for me, like experience wise, sort of to see how Rob, Rob went through it all, how like his plans, how he like holds himself before events. So um, yeah, learned a lot that year and that was, um, that was good to finish top 10. How did that help prepare you? I mean, there was so much chaos going from, from that year into 2019. Uh, and then from there, of course, I mean, last year was even crazier. How did that help prepare you for, for, you know, your rookie year at the games, like actually dealing with all the shutdown, having to, to train through, I'm sure whatever headaches and, and hurdles there were for, for that process, but also just not knowing about the games coming up and what the season and the structure are actually going to end up looking like at the end there. Yeah. Um, just, just staying motivated and having fun with my mates, really like just going to the gym and enjoying every bit of it, you know, like not losing the motivation, whether there mightn't had been anything, you know, at all. So when we found out that it was going to be virtually, that was really cool and sort of just kicked into gear from there. Yeah. The, the talk, talk, talk to me a little about your experience through that stage one of last year, because that was very unique. I mean, I, I don't think we'll ever see anything like that again. The amount of work that they put into the structure where like, you know, the Aussies were basically going first and setting the tone for everybody. You got to like have this closed leaderboard. There's just so many really interesting things about it. Um, and it was put together so quickly, like the moment they, yeah. I feel like they announced it and then they figured it out in the two weeks between announcing it and pulling it off so tell me a little bit about about what that experience was like yeah it was cool I was like I've said to this same thing to a lot of people like I always dreamed of going to the games as an individual but I finally do it and then like you have like this picture in your mind of what it's going to be like and that and then I was like and it's in my home gym <laughs> you know like I never would have thought that it would have been in my home gym but um it was actually pretty cool. Like the the COVID sort of situation at the time was pretty heavy, like well, like fully locked down. So you couldn't travel like five Ks from your house. There was all these hectic restrictions. But um yeah, we ended up just sneaking over a few of my mates and like Rob come over and he's still like it still felt like a competition, you know, you still get the nerves, you, you hit every workout hard. So it still felt like a good weekend, um, just like a normal competition. So it was, it was good. Like it was, I was happy how it was ran. Like it all seemed very fair with them sending out a judge and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I, I had a, I had a great experience with it. I was just really, really stoked that I was still able to put something on. And you, you had one finish in the top five, the, the damn Diane workout, right? Was that something that you knew, like the moment you saw that workout, you're like, all right, handstand pushups, deadlifts, I've got this. Or were you just kind of like, yeah. all right, let's see what happens. Like, let's give it a shot. <laughs> no, um, handstand pushups are a big strength of mine. So any, anytime there's a workout with handstand pushups, I'm, I'm expecting myself to be up the top. Yeah. The, uh, the shift from last year to this year, you know, we've got uh, Greg Glassman's out, Eric Rosa's in, Dave Castro is like just trying to like, I don't know, glue together whatever pieces of, of different seasons that we've done to like try and make this work. 
uh, how much of the actual sort of chaos and insanity of the season itself plays into your preparation? Or are you just kind of tunnel vision, get into the gym, do your work, and then deal with it as it comes along? Yeah, definitely just, yeah, the tunnel vision, just working on myself and all, all my sort of weaknesses. And then, I mean, like, I, I'm super interested to see how the season's going to be like, you know, so you can come up with a plan plan for the year. And, um, yeah, like, I, I, I love it. Like, I love where it's going. Um, I love how they're sort of – they've both sort of mentioned the UFC a bit. I, like, I love how the UFC go about sort of like all their media and all that. So I think if they can sort of follow sort of what the UFC is doing, I think we're going to be in a really good spot. Is the general vibe in Australia around the CrossFit space just as excited as it was a couple of years ago, or has there been a shift in either direction? Yeah, hundred percent. I think, I think Torian's going to be massive. Like there's like, even down, down home, you sort of run into the random person that sort of knows of you. And they say that we've got 20 people from our gym, like coming up to go and watch like I think yeah I think I'm gonna it's gonna be like pretty surprising how big Tarion's gonna be that's awesome yeah the the idea of and this will be one of the first like in person you guys haven't been doing a ton of in-person events right so in terms of at least within our space for sure it's one of the early in-person events but are there in-person sporting events right now in Australia yes yes so all all the major sort of leagues in in Australia are uh, all sort of back to normal so yeah, it's going to be the, f- the first big CrossFit competition. So everyone's just keen to get there. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're kicking off in just a few days, right? Yeah. Kicking off in, yeah, three, de- three sleeps. Yeah. The, uh, the competition is certainly stacked. I mean, I, I can't say enough about how rough it must be to compete and qualify out of a place like you know the the oceania continent because you're talking about three qualifying positions and you're talking about legitimately five games competitors in each division you know how do you prepare yourself you know physically obviously you train as hard as you can to get there but mentally how are you preparing yourself to actually throw down the performances necessary to like you know claim one of those spots yeah um it's a good question like mentally yeah you just I'm just focused on myself I'm just gonna sort of run my own race and I I a big thing for me is I've always sort of been confident going into these competitions now from having the experience with Rob learning learning how to go about it you know if you have a bad event you let it go and you move on to the next one so yeah not um sort of haven't really I don't really focus on on what everyone else is doing too much. Like if there's someone in front of me, you know, you're going to push harder to try to beat them. But um, yeah, just definitely focus on myself, focus just that I put the work in, I trust my fitness and I'm going to go out there and have fun is the main thing. And uh, yeah, I think the results will follow. The post semi, it's weird. I want to keep calling them sanctionals. The post semi-final uh stage you know are you are you expecting to run into issues to actually get out of the state or out of the country and into the states i think so i think there'll definitely be some sort of problem but i'm just 
yeah, something that I haven't really thought about too much yet. Um, I'm sort of just hoping that, I guess, CrossFit has some sort of plan for that. Like, <laughs> like again, again, going back, going back to the UFC, like they don't have, they don't have many struggles like with all the Aussie fighters and stuff. So there's obviously a way around it. And um, yeah, I just hope, I hope that uh, CrossFit have some sort of plan or pull pull a couple of strings for for that. I I share that I share that hope. You know, I'm not 100 mm-hmm. sure I have the confidence in them. I don't know I don't know what they've been up to. You know, this past couple months have been both like refreshing and also a little disappointing with CrossFit, like the way some of the things have kind of panned out between the quarterfinals and the, the, the events that they kept like reusing the same events for all the different divisions. Like, did you do, you obviously did the individual quarterfinals, but did you do the team quarterfinals as well? No, no. That's good. At least you only had to go through those workouts <laughs> once. I mean, if you had to do two yeah. weeks or three weeks in a row of like, pistols and GHD, I, I feel like you probably would have thrown a, like a glute out or blown a knee out yeah. or something. Yeah, my brother was in the affiliate team, so he he did do the individual um, quarters and the team quarters. So. <laughs> that sounds miserable. I feel like by the time you're recovered, you're still you're just just by the time you're recovered, you have to do all the same workouts over again. I know, I know. Hats off to those guys for sure. The most of the team from our from our affiliate did did uh, the individual as well. So, but uh, one one positive for my brother is he um he uh lifted more weight on his forearm front scott <laughs> in the team quarterfinals so that's good a little, a little PR there. yeah the, a little pr in two weeks the idea that you so you get to train pretty regularly with your brother then huh you guys you guys go back and oh, that's good yeah yeah he's uh he's two years younger than me so yeah he's uh trying to trying to follow it's i'm i'm the youngest of three and so I know what it's like to compete against my older brothers. And I, I can tell you whether you know it or not, man, like it's, it's not too long before he's nipping at your heels and trying to, trying to take that <laughs> spot from you for sure. Right. <laughs> oh, no, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. He's, uh, he's just getting closer and closer. The uh, I think, I think one of the things that I've been most kind of like disappointed in over the past few years with CrossFit is how, how little, uh, they've been able to tell the stories and introduce the various athletes from different places, um, especially considering how, you know, God, years ago, how poorly they were, they, they treated like Tia, like Tia was just a nobody to them, mm. even though she took second at the games two years in a row, it took her winning to have any sort of real media coverage. And I'm hoping mm. that that's a lesson that they learn either fostering the media coverage for, athletes outside of the states uh through like other um uh, media entities or themselves investing in it so it's really good to be able to talk to you because i feel like in a way i can help sort of be at least a bridge a little bit to to people who may not necessarily know you um did you have like an athletic background like what how how does like a 17 year old walk into the gym into like rob forte's gym and start like crushing crossfit yeah, so I actually started when I was thirteen. Um, my dad, <laughs> my dad, my dad was doing it a year prior, and um, he thought that it was something that I'd like. So he, uh, yeah, invited me down, and then just never looked back from there. But um, 
the artist crossed paths with Rob as I started to take it more serious. Um, so, yeah, sorry, what, what was the question? The, I, I just, I mean, did you play any sports beforehand? Like, how did you, how did uh, you end up doing this thing? Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much like I started CrossFit, like pretty fresh anyway, but I was playing just sort of all, all sports. I was all, always into sports. So, um, yeah, like riding motorbikes, basketball, uh, Australian rules, football. So, yeah. Do you, uh, now we didn't, we didn't get a chance to see you in a water event at the games last year, yeah. but the Aussies have a, like a reputation of just murdering everybody at the water <laughs> events. Is that something that you've got sitting in your back pocket? Um, not, not quite on the level of like Matt McLeod, how, how he went, but um, yeah, I, I think my, my swimming's yeah, still pretty decent. Yeah. I feel like pretty decent for, for the Aussies is probably like a top five finish at the game. So I, I, I don't <laughs> think any of the Australians have ever done poorly at, at those water events. That's, that's right. So like, you know, the, the well-rounded nature of, you know, just like the youth sports, cause at that point you're not really developing anything specific, but is there anything in any of those sports that you're participating in that you feel like actually paid dividends once you started taking CrossFit a little bit more seriously? Hmm. Um, yeah, I'd maybe say like just the competitive side of it, um, a little bit, but, um, yeah, not so much. Cause just cause I started like so young in it, it's sort of just like, it's all sort of just a blur, but, um, yeah, just, I feel like yes and no. Yes and no. Yeah. Cause you know, there's that in the UFC and NMA, they always talk about, you know, five, 10 years ago, they were talking about, oh, right now we're dealing with wrestlers who are learning how to do jujitsu and learning how to, to strike. Or we're talking about kickboxers who are learning how to wrestle. And now we're looking at a new crop of like UFC superstars who have done nothing but MMA. They've learned mixed martial arts from the beginning. And that's kind of like the road that you're describing is like, you weren't a weightlifter who started doing CrossFit or a gymnast who started doing CrossFit. You were a CrossFitter right from the beginning, just like as a teenager, the first real sporting thing that you got into and paid attention to was fitness as like this whole well-rounded thing. And I think that's the future in a way, right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to see it, it. That's, that's a big question that I think needs to be answered over the next season, next two seasons is who's going to be stepping up as the next crop of athletes that people are really excited about and like, you know, pay attention to. And I, we saw on the women's side, I don't know how closely you pay attention to the leaderboards, but on the women's side, we had like two teenagers winning events yeah. in the open and just crushing it mm. through the quarterfinals. And I think that that speaks really well to this idea that yes, if you start young and you develop directly into the sport, it actually does a lot of really good things for you. Mm. And I'm curious to see how that ends up panning out like down the road right because in a couple of years there have to be new names yeah yeah 100 like i suppose it's yeah just because the sport's so young it's the same with any sport like you know i'm, I'm never gonna be a professional tennis player now or anything like that so definitely like starting young now the a whole new generation's coming through and it, it, it's that we're here now now do you do crossfit professionally in that it's the only source of income do you have a job outside of being a, a, a crossfitter like a competitive crossfitter yeah so just went professional with it this year so i i'm an electrician i 
I uh, finished that last year. And that was always the plan just to get something under my belt to fall back on and now take it, take it serious this year. So it's, it's exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. That transition is always a a bit of like a jumping off the cliff moment, huh? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, it's really good though. You have so much time like just to do, to do anything, but yeah, gives you heaps of time to focus on exactly what you want to do. I remember years ago, I had a conversation with, Fikowski about this when he was still working as a as an accountant and he was saying that he was actually kind of worried about that transition because he was worried that if he put himself in a position to have even more time to focus on training that it would actually be a detriment it could potentially take away from how uh how like razor sharp his focus was having to train around a professional schedule outside of just being an athlete. And I think overall it's been a positive change for him. Obviously he's done pretty well. Um, but did you find a little bit of difficulty, like the first like week or two that you're waking up and you're like, what, wait a second, I don't have to be, I don't have to be at my job. I don't have to work like this on someone else's schedule. I can just focus on this thing right now. Was that challenging uh, shift for you? Yeah, definitely. Finding, finding a structure and not not you know like getting caught on your phone and you know just wasting time that was the hardest thing um but yeah now now it's good you know you 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 have your plan of what you want to do for the day and what you got to focus on um so yeah that that was definitely a problem at the start and I can see how yeah you can sort of it could it could definitely be a bad thing because uh yeah all, all I was used to was like how it used to be I would go to school look forward to going to the gym after school and then it would be yeah going to work look forward to going to the gym after work so yeah I I, uh, I can definitely see how you could just waste the time that you have it must be a good thing as well to have Rob kind of like coaching guiding like sort of being the 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 Sherpa of like your journey in a way because you know there's also the the poisonous like the 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 quicksand of well I have all day I've got to train all day and just starting at like nine o'clock in the morning and hitting workout after workout after workout and just burying yourself at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Like for, for me, like the, the structure hasn't changed too much, you know, like we're still training in the afternoon with like all our, all our mates to, to make sure we're still having fun with it, you know, without training with, with all the boys it uh, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be as enjoyable, but um. Yeah, the, the, the more time that we have now is just sort of focusing on recovery and now I can eat properly. Um, I'm, not, always, I'm not, not on the run anymore that I just have to have all these like little snacks here and there. I can actually plan out, plan out what I'm doing. So, yeah. That's great. And now, uh, you know, the most important question of all is, uh, is Sarge available? Like, can I see Sarge? Is he around? Can I, cause I saw him on <laughs> <No>. your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I wish he was, I miss him. We've, uh, we've been up on the gold coast for a week now. So, um, he, he's staying, uh, with Maddie's mum. <laughs> yeah. So, I, so Sarge for people who don't know Sarge is your dog. What type of dog is he? He's a German short head pointer. He's so he's such a cute <laughs> dog but he's also hilarious yeah <laughs> i went through all the stories yeah. that you have of him on your instagram uh, and it was, he, is such, <laughs> he has so much personality it's great yeah yeah man he's got so much attitude we're like this dog has to be human hey eh? <laughs> <laughs> he's uh yeah he's he's 10 months old so he just runs a muck yeah 
Yeah, I've got I've got three dogs and they're little monsters. Like they're they're I mean they're not little. They're actually quite large. It's a sixty pound, seventy pound, and eighty pound dog. So they 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 move around a lot. And uh, yeah, they all have their own personalities. They all have their own way of doing things. I, I yeah, I think dogs are such a beautiful addition. Does Sarge hang with you on a day to day basis at the gym? Is he just around? Yeah. Um, yeah, he he he, does, he doesn't come to the gym, but I'm always yeah with him for most of the day. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it must add it, it, it. They add a lot to, to I think to to life to have a little bit of a a companion like that with them. Well, one hundred percent. Jay, it's been great talking to you, man. I'm I'm glad that we got a chance to connect. Uh, you know, you have a few days before Torian Pro kicks off. As far as I understand it, it it is going to be broadcast. Like there is going to be a way to watch it. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's just gonna yeah be like how it used to be: YouTube, Facebook, games website. It's uh, it's exciting. I think it's going to be good. That's good. Well, good luck out there. Uh, you know, give give everybody hell. Don't let anybody take that number one seed from you. And hopefully, <laughs> we'll see you stateside for the games. Legend. It's been been good, mate. Thanks.